तो बेहतरीन है नया पोस्टर Gary and Shannon show. Brian Sue Sillingen for Gary and Shannon. Dr. Bundy will be here in uh, the 1 o'clock hour tomorrow. Uh, Mo Kelly in for uh, Thursday and Friday for Gary and Shannon. They're going to be in for Bill Handel through the rest of the week. Uh, Bill is getting well and he's because he's one of those guys who just doesn't rest on the injuries. Got to let the injuries heal. So uh, he'll be back soon. If you missed Gary and Shannon, uh, they did authorize me to uh, play this brief synopsis of them this morning. It smelled good at first sniff. But your bacon smells great. Uh, so there you go. Go back to Indianapolis. So, uh, right. It is uh, time to hit it. And we have one of the most unfortunate last names of all time. But comedy ensues. It's what's trending. Time for What's Happening. We do have an, an I don't know, Monica Ricks, do you have the story? Let me hit the breaking news sounder for this. And you may not want to uh, uh, come down into the sewer with me on this one. So you may want right. to sit this one out. Okay. I know how interim news director Chris Little is on stuff like this. But um, a professor at a Korean theological university in Fullerton was arrested on suspicion of exposing himself to two women. Detective said Wednesday he may have more victims. The, uh, the man, 46, of Norwalk who L.A. County Sheriff's officials identified as a professor at Grace Mission University in Fullerton, was arrested yesterday in connection with two incidents on September 15th. Incident one. Uh, and I'm sorry, incident one. It was a warm, sunny day on September 15th. The suspect pulled in front of a 34-year-old woman in Cerritos, called her over to his vehicle, and when she approached the vehicle, she saw he had his pants down and was fully exposed. She walked away and called police. Cerritos detectives determined that a second similar incident happened on the same day. This time, Artesia is where we lay our scene. A 19-year-old woman was called over to a sport utility vehicle, and the driver had his genitals exposed as he... Shook hands with the unemployed. Masturbated. Uh, she fled the scene and called the Lakewood Sheriff's uh, Station of the L.A. County. Investigators identified the suspect. The vehicle was a white 2017 Lexus NX. And uh, just off the top of your head, what would be a really unfortunate name for the suspect? Uh, would, would it be uh, Richard? Uh, something like that? I, I don't know. Anyway, bottom line... <clears throat> this was uh, Professor Dong. Yeah! So that would be 46-year-old Dr. Dong of Norwalk arrested on suspicion of doing this. I mean, I you know, I don't know what to say to the audience except, folks, sometimes KFI just writes itself. You know, this, we couldn't, ex- we would not have oxygen in any other town. This only works here. Did you see the detective's uh, last name in this This story? is almost like, have you ever seen the Robert De Niro skit from Saturday Night Live from 15 years ago when they were doing all the fake terrorist names? <laughs> yeah. Names, famous skit is almost like that. Okay, well, uh, so, so anyway, folks, Dr. Dong has been fingered. Uh, we have a picture of Dong, his booking photo, uh, his <laughs> Lexus, uh, the whole thing. So he is, uh, we know who he is. No, I did not see the detective. It's uh, just an that. interesting it? last name. It's no! A- <laughs> Seriously? 
I don't want to. I don't want a blue falcon. This. That's, I mean, he's probably a hardworking chap. I mean, he caught the yeah. donger. He did. He did. He did. Oh, yeah, he busted he got, the donger. He, got, he caught. He wow. caught whatever long duck dong. He caught him, and he caught he caught Professor Dong, uh, and so uh, I. Uh, anyway, but, uh, was, congratulations to Detective Clinking Beard, <laughs> to De- Detective R. Clinking Beard. Uh, if you, by the way, if anyone with information about Dr. Dong, if you believe that the 2017 white Lexus uh, SUV, um, uh, if you were pulled or called over to a white Lexus SUV 2017, an NX200T, by the way, with the mag- magnesium wheel package, if you were called over to look at a different package, then you're going to want to get in contact with Detective R. Clinking Beard, uh, area code 562. Five six two, eight six zero, eight six zero 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 four four. No, eight six zero 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 four four. There you go. Five six two eight six zero 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 four four. That'd be Detective Clinking Beard. So uh, I believe that's an Arapaho name. I think so. Yeah. Think you know, so. Dong is uh, described here as a good Christian man. Uh, so why the heck of a Dong? Yeah, he te- uh, teaches church planting. What's that? It must be a specialty of Dong. Church planting is when you go to, uh, like, it's like a missions idea, but right. you'll go to a place that doesn't have whatever church you work with, and then you build up the, the church. The, 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 dong, oh, the donger shows okay. up? Pretty much, yeah. Oh. Dong plants churches. Well, these people are going to be missing Dong if, um, if if he does some jail time with that. My great-grandfather did that for the uh, Church of Scotland. He, he, he started every YMCA in eastern Washington. Is that right? And British Columbia. Wow. Uh, yeah. Grandpa McLeod. That's cool. Not a donger. Never exposed himself, evidently. That's he good. managed to go around establishing all these YMCAs in eastern Washington, Idaho, Montana, British Columbia, without exposing himself. It can be done. Okay, I, I think, by yeah. and large, most people do that. <laughs> but uh, somewhere, Dong went wrong. Uh, uh, a sex shop may come to California airport for people with three or four hours to kill. I'm sorry. I'm <clears throat> I, uh, Just on general principle, I'm not going to lower myself to doing that story. Oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> We're going to just keep it here on the on the, on, on the on the high tip. It is the Gary and Shannon Show, unidentified <laughs> fill-in host here until 2 o'clock. KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. Boom, bye, yeah. KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. We're doing uh, What's Trending. Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. And, again, if you're following along at home in the Cerritos Artesia area, the the man who was exposing himself, calling women over to his 2017 Lexus, white Lexus, and then exposing himself, has been caught. Uh, though he has made bail. Did you guys see that? It only took 30,000 bail to to spring Dong. Oh. So okay. Dr. Dong is out. He's, he's, out. he's out. He's just flopping around in front of everyone now. He says he's out. My question is at this <clears throat> point with how many of these, you know, uh, sexual harassment and all these things, situations we've had, how stupid do you have to be as a university staff member to still come out and say, we don't believe that happened? Yeah, yeah. we're... we're uh, Just shut up. We don't want to jump to conclusions on the donger. And I know you have eyewitnesses and that can identify it, but uh, no, we're not. And by the way, just, just sort of a rule of thumb that I've had as I've spent my life traveling around the world, visiting exotic places, and in many cases, killing its citizens... Um, I, I, in general, have a, a rule about n- n- not going to foreign countries and exposing myself. And That's a good rule. There's many, many reasons. Of course, number one, it's just wrong. Uh, it's indecent. It's probably rude. In most countries I've visited, in fact, it is rude. 
But another really good reason to not go to a foreign country and expose yourself is that unless you know for sure, your last name may mean penis in their language. Mm. In Serbo-Croat, I did discover that my last name does not mean penis, but I'm not. someday if I go to Korea, I'm not going to do this just because I don't want some grab-astic fill-in host on Seoul's, you know, more stimulating talk making fun of my last name and the irony that I expose myself. So that's just a great rule of thumb as you as you spread your wings and travel around the world. Uh, so <clears throat> Australia is uh, uh, the next thing, next place we have to go. And this is a, we're not making fun of the guy because the, the guy's in very bad medical shape. But this is sort of in parallel with this this L.A. County guy at Twin Towers in 2012 who threw himself off a desk three times, injuring himself, giving giving himself brain damage. And also um, earning himself $6 million out of L.A. County, $5.9 million is a settlement for him jumping off and giving himself brain damage. All right, so now Australia. Sam Ballard, guy who's in a, is in a Dr. Stephen Hawking chair, needs 24-7 care from his mother and family. They're in debt uh, after the Australian government has slashed their funding. In 2010, this is why the guy is effectively a vegetable. Because in 2010, at a friend's party at the age of 19, the, the then strapping 19-year-old rugby player took on a, a dare to eat a garden slug. A group of young friends was sitting around a table drinking red wine when a slug was produced, and one of them said, eat it, I dare you. He swallowed the slug. And eosinophilic um, um, uh, meningoencephalitis ensued. The guy got a brain infection. Very, very rare. And not not just a, uh, any, any regular brain infection, rat lungworm. That's nice. Uh, the worm is found in rodents, in fact, in their lungs, He was in, and also in snails. So uh, anyway, the, the, the mother is complaining because Australia has slashed the uh, National Health Service funding for the, for the guy. But anyway, bottom line, he, he ate a slug, and, and now he's a, he's a vegetable. Uh, more than 23,000 cheerleaders may have been exposed to mumps during a national competition last month in Dallas. Health officials announced Wednesday, so if you, and we know how the cheering is a big deal here in uh, California as well, the Texas Department of State Health, Health Services posted uh, a, a notification on Twitter last night that if you participated in at the National Cheerleaders Association All-Star National Championship, from February 23rd through the 26th, you, your, your kid or you may have been exposed to the uh, contagious virus. We are sending this letter to make, uh, make you aware of this exposure to provide additional information about the mumps. So if you or your school, your cheerleaders or you went to this thing back in uh, just whatever, uh, three weeks ago, then uh, guess what? You were exposed to mumps. So, um, and you were, you were exposed to uh, jazz fingers as well. Uh, and, and by the way, I forgot, so Monica Ricks, that Sheila Kuehl audio about that $6 million settlement, can you just play that or do you have to play the whole story? No, the reporter that actually did the story has the audio, the original audio, so I'd have to pay the, play the whole story. And I'm paraphrasing, but I mean, she 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 basically said that it's a jailer's job to basically monitor absolutely everybody at all time in the jail. I mean, effectively. I mean, they had to approve this settlement. They voted yes. So there's $6 million more that L.A. County is paying out. But she, uh, 
she said basically this is what L.A. County jailers have to do. Yeah, she said this is the kind of thing that happens, and a sheriff's deputy typically decides whether to call a doctor. And if someone else is called, as in this case, they have to decide whether a doctor is called. So she says up-to-date policies are needed so deputies will know how to handle situations like that. Well, you know, obviously there's a dearth of signage in the uh, in Twin Towers and Men's Central. There needs to be signs in every single cell that say, don't get up on the desk and fling yourself backwards on your head. You know, uh, it's, it's, uh, I, don't, I don't blame them for approving that, that uh, settlement. You know, I hope we've learned our lesson. And, and all of you out there, don't stand on a desk and fling yourself backwards three times and land on your head. Noted. No, yeah, just don't. Yeah. No. You know, you I'm not worried about. Okay. You, know, you, you really— yeah, I mean, you, you never know. Yeah. You never know. I, I'm not going to extend that to absolutely everybody here, but I'm, I'm going <laughs> to say you're, you're not the problem. Go back to Indianapolis. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll be back, uh, well, in a minute when I leave, but we'll uh, stay here right now. By the way, uh, Elon Musk just sent out on Instagram, you know his robo-truck? Have you guys all seen that? It's the Mm-mm. the electric-powered autonomous semi. Oh, I did see that. <clears throat> yeah, it's remember cool. that? It was down yeah. at—, at Tesla down down here in SoCal, they did a like four a.m. reveal. Yeah, uh, it was a really cool event, and the thing drove up by itself. Well, anyway, right now it has the first actual mission or whatever you want to call it, uh, the, the cargo mission. Its first production cargo trip. Yeah, has left the battery plant in Nevada, which remember Nevada again, not part of California. This is the battery plant. That should have been built in California. Not. It was built in Nevada. But anyway, the uh, truck full of those batteries is headed for from that factory, the Giga factory, to the Tesla factory in San Jose or wherever it is. I, San Jose. I, I think it's in San Jose. I, I, I thought Tesla, Teslas were made in San Jose. Well, if you see it on the road, give it a wave. But here's the thing. It, it, I, I, I think in California, it still has to have a human being monitoring it. I, probably mm-hmm. in Nevada, too. So the thing, the thing has to go over Donner Pass. It has to go, and it's it is early March, so it it has to go over I eighty through Truckee and back down. So I I am curious how that works. Well, it's not a self driving big rig. It, it is. No, it's just electric. I thought it was also that was the other feature that it was it was also self driving, uh, so that some you know issues of driver fatigue and all that are avoided because it it, ha- it has that option. And but here's the thing: it's it, it, anyone who's been over I eighty, you know that you have to chain up. So I wonder how they do that. Uh, it's if if there is weather, and of course in March there's always weather at Donner Pass. Uh, we'll be back right after this. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in, and a guy from Fair, the Federation for American Immigration Re- Reform, uh, will talk to us. Also, a Department of Justice spokesperson coming up in the one o'clock hour. KFI AM six forty. More stimulating talk. Drain the swamp. We're going to drain the swamp of Washington. We're going to have fun doing it. We're all doing it together. Swamp Watch. Hey, if I am six forty more stimulating talk, uh, the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. They'll be in for Bill Handley in tomorrow and Friday. Uh, Mo Kelly in tomorrow and Friday for Gary and Shannon. Uh, and I just want to see the look on Shannon's face tomorrow. Again, here's the Gary and Shannon Show from this morning. It smelled good at first sniff, but your bacon smells great. I want to see the look on her face tomorrow because Richard Sherman, her her nemesis, her Moby Dick. 
Richard Sherman of the Seattle Seahawks has been traded to the Dallas Cowboys for wide receiver Des Bryant. Des Bryant, former Dominguez, Dominguez Don, Richard Sherman, former Compton standout, Stanford standout, Seahawk All-Pro standout, traded to the Dallas Cowboys uh, for Des Bryant going to Seattle. Anyway, um, meanwhile, at the lawsuit between our federal government and the state of California, and, and again, this is the Globetrotters playing the Washington Generals, uh, we bring on board Daniel Stein. He's an attorney who has worked for nearly 35 years in the field of immigration law. Um, and uh, he now leads the Federation for American Immigration uh, Reform, or FAIR, uh, joins us uh, in his automobile. Mr. Stein, uh, how are you doing today? How are you, Brian? I'm good. You're you're in D.C., right? Yes, I am. Okay, so we're way better than you because it's not snowing sideways here. So we're, <clears throat> we're fine. All right, well, so I'm assuming you heard... Uh, the Attorney General's remarks this morning in Sacramento, and I don't know if you've heard uh, the, the Governor Brown's remarks, but he, he calls this unprecedented. I guess he's never heard of Brown versus Board of Education, whatever. But So anyway, he maintains our Attorney General, who went to Stanford, Stanford Law, uh, maintains that the 10th Amendment prevents the federal government from actually um, enforcing immigration law. How, how do you react, sir? Uh, Jerry Brown knows full well that he's uh, violating the Supremacy Clause by actively interfering with federal immigration law enforcement. And the various policies, you know, reflect the idea that California thinks it can run its own immigration program. But the trouble is what a California does on immigration affects the rest of the country. People coming into the state illegally can wind up going to other states in the United States, costing taxpayers lots of money. Federal government has plenary authority under the Constitution to do this. When the Obama administration challenged Arizona uh, under SB 1070, all Arizona was saying was, hey, you know, we want to help the federal government identify who's here illegally and then turn them over to the feds for removal proceedings. And uh, the Ninth Circuit uh, held, well, that's an uh, unprecedented interference in the federal immigration authority. Well, that's nothing compared to what Jerry Brown and then some of the mayors and others in California, the legislature, the assembly are trying to do in um, passing laws that are designed to prevent the operation of immigration law, to obstruct justice, tipping off, um, you know, people there, criminal aliens, that ICE officers are coming in to do inspections or raids. I mean, this is felony harboring under federal law. Is anything, any step you take to facilitate an alien remaining in the U.S. illegally, knowing that person's here illegally, is a felony harboring. And so a lot of these state officials are actually, you know, this is the beginning, the opening salvo of clearly what Jeff Sessions will be doing in many states around the country. And that extends to a elected official, the mayor of Oakland, again, also an attorney. She maintains that publicly shouting out, basically being a drug gang lookout and shouting that ICE is coming. She maintains that she violated no law and that she's just simply compassionate and you're not. Well, it's conspiracy. That's conspiracy to assist in people violating federal law. And, I mean, imagine the feds were coming in to do a drug bust, right, major heroin operation, and the mayor of a town started tipping people off. Oh, I, I seem to remember something like that in Chicago during Prohibition. I mean, that's how organized crime operates. Well, and, and, and ev- so- evidently I have it from an inside source. I have an inside man on the federal side, and he said she learned through privileged information that ICE was going to be operating in her area of upper – they're in NorCal – and so they they are taking their time and dotting their eyes, but she's going to be federally indicted for that because she actually passed on privileged information. 
Yeah, and of course, the reason she has that information is to cooperate, to assist in cooperating. For I mean, the whole community's public safety depends upon proper immigration control and regulation. Those of us who've been in this long enough to remember the original sanctuary movement in 1985, nice guy, Jim uh, something or other in Arizona, Riverside Church, you know, they were trying to help people who were, you know, basically disagree with the U.S. involvement in, in Salvador. Well, in the end, what we got from the sanctuary movement was MS-13. Because people coming from El Salvador, young teenagers, eventually formed gangs. They went back to El Salvador, took the gang activity there, came back to the U.S., spread all over the country. This, this is not some kind of a game. Whatever political um, game that the legislative assembly and California politicians are, are playing here, there are many, many citizens of the state of California. They voted for 187. They still support federal immigration control and enforcement. They agree with Jeff Sessions. And obviously the Trump administration is planning to make this a major political issue in 2018. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that if uh, Alabama decided to chart their own course in regards to abortion, I'm sure Governor Brown would support their independence in that case, I guess, right? Well, all these groups on the left did sue Alabama when they tried to pass a similar cooperative agreement. Basically, under the federal overall scheme, a state should be able to pass laws consistent with that scheme. Therefore, you know, if you're actually assisting the federal government in identifying aliens or seeking verification, there are actually federal laws that require state officials to not prevent local authorities from from getting information or, or turning over information about an alien status. All these things were passed in the 90s. And under the Obama administration, there was this really overt, malicious effort to destroy immigration enforcement. And now, let me look at Dianne Feinstein is getting hammered by people in her own party for taking positions that were mainstream Democrat positions in 1995. Well, what happened to the Democratic Party that it suddenly doesn't believe in protecting American jobs, American labor, or the rule of law? Yeah, and and the setting up a situation here in the state of California where effectively the legal citizens are are preyed upon by people who effectively are hands off from the law. They can they can register to vote. They they don't get deported. They don't have to have valid ID. Well, we're a highly diverse society. We're not necessarily tied together by common history anymore. We're very ethnically diverse. We have linguistic variances. I mean, one of the few things that ties us together as a people is the idea that respect for law is a cornerstone of citizenship. And if we respect the law, play by the rules, work hard, you get a shot at the American dream. But this whole idea that you can have effective government services or, or a decent economy without effective perimeter control and national borders, I mean, it's a complete loser. You lose control of everything. You can't, your schools, your hospitals, your health care system, your housing. I mean, you see the homeless population in California. Housing costs are driven up by massive immigration, both legal and illegal, but also labor displacement. And the fact that you can't, if you don't have the skills, you can't earn a living wage in California. And yet the elites, you know, what you have now in California is this, is this barbell society of the very wealthy elites in these Democrat-controlled jurisdictions. Uh, and then a sea of poverty, and they basically think they know better. And look, I mean, for the rest of us around the country, we're all looking at California going, this is really not the future we want for the rest of the country. No, it's a, it's a third-world country. I mean, literally, Schwarzenegger spelled the one, the one thing he did in eight years that was quotable was he pointed out that 1% of the population of the state of California pays more than 50% of the, of the state taxes. And, 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 and so that, that 1%... Uh, if you just have a little, a few of them escaping and jumping over the moat and getting out of California, the, you know, our revenue model is shot. 
Um, and, and it's and, and tall and also the, this foundational. If a country can't control who comes into its territory, it's it's not sovereign. It's not much of a country, and that's a federal job. That's the United States job. It's not California's job. Well, I hope people in California let their voices be heard that they support Jeff Sessions because, I mean, Gavin Newsom tweeted out a few minutes ago this really snarky comment: this decline in basic civility and mutual respect, undergirding this decline in respect for the rule of law. Eventually, it's going to lead to breakdown in civil society. And people he, need he to, tweeted you know, that? Well, he didn't say that. No, oh. He just said he was proud of being called names by Jeff Sessions, who, you know, and then he started smearing Sessions all over the place. But one of my point was Gavin Newsom's comments were so totally disrespectful. And, you know, if anybody had made those kind of comments about um, Eric Holder, and, you know, I mean, obviously people criticize Holder, but the kind of personal smears we see going on here. Sessions stood in the well of the Senate, you know, twice in the last 10 years, feeding back these massive amnesty bills, standing up for immigration control and the rule of law. And he deserves the gratitude of all the American people. Yeah. All right. Uh, we we got to go. Doctor, uh, pardon me, uh, Dan Stein, the president of the uh, Federation for American Immigration Reform Fair. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Um, yeah, and I don't think it's, it's funny. I mean, whenever Gavin Newsom moralizes, just remember, he slept with his campaign manager's wife and he dated a 19 year old for a year and provided her alcohol at, at a not not in private at a Giants game. He would go to Giants games with his 19 year old chippy and she'd have a beer in her hands or at the ballet opening or whatever. So that's Gavin Newsom throwing moral stones at the moral glass house. We'll be back right after this. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suit filling in KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. I'm what you need. I'll be your soul. The Gary and Shannon Show. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. It is Brian Suit filling in. Uh, Mo Kelly will be here tomorrow and Friday for Gary and Shannon. Karen Jenner will continue uh, through uh, the end of this week filling in for Bill Handel as Bill Handel heals. Uh, there's nothing like a owie on your back. Bad back. Bad scene. That's where every... Vic and I were talking about that. Vic, the Brick Jacobs, and I were talking about how it's the center of your chi. That's what he was... I was saying it just sucks to have a bad back. And, and Vic said, it's the center of your chi, y'all. So here's some idiocy in Los Angeles. Here's some unique... Idiocy, courtesy of your LA Unified, because I'm assuming that the people doing this are, are all products of LA Unified. Uh, February 7th rally at Mariachi Plaza didn't seem at first like a declaration of war, <clears throat> but this was different. It was organized by Defend Boyle Heights, a coalition of scorched earth young activists from the surrounding neighborhood, the heart of Mexican American LA who have rejected the old peaceful forms of resistance and decided that the only sensible response is to attack and frighten off people who want to improve the neighborhood. If uh, you don't know this, uh, downtown L.A., like we were talking with uh, Chris and Carlo earlier about up, uh, increased arrest of homeless people by LAPD, 10% over last year. It's going to be more because more homeless people are coming to Skid Row in L.A., but the most gentrified zip code in America is in downtown L.A., 90012 or whatever it is. And it's a block away from Skid Row. Nobody in Los Angeles City Hall will tell you that that's a bad thing. Because in when gentrification happens, people with jobs move into houses and they improve the house. And they're earning money and they pay taxes. 
and they generally obey the law. It's, it makes your city better when employed people come in and buy old houses. And there's some – in Boyle Heights, that's where I think L.A. Confidential – L.A. Confidential needed, you know, a neighborhood that they could, with a little bit of cleaning up, make it look like whatever it was, 1953, right? And there's some great classic old houses in Boyle Heights in East L.A. And a lot of them were made with cedar Okay, try to try to make a house with, with make a house with cedar today, and people are moving in and they're buying those houses, and so that this this group called Defend Boyle Heights are intimidating art galleries, cafes, all the hipster places. L.A. has now become hipster central. The hips the hipsters are the twenty and thirty somethings uh, making maybe high tech money or whatever. They wear wool skull caps on 99-degree days. Uh, their beards are not nearly as awesome as mine. And they curate everything, and they eat, eat artisanal cheese and, you know, the whole thing. Okay, so listen to this group. Listen to this chant. And uh, Engineer Blake, this has already been uh, – Yahoo News beeped this out for us. But uh, here's, here's the hint. They're beeping out F-words. Oh, whoops, my bad. They are uh, they're beeping out f words. Here's a chant. This is from February seventh. They're marching with highway flares and they're chanting this. Set the fires. Get that one wasn't. Did we bail it? Set the fires. Get the f out. Cops get the f out, and they go on. And they're marching with highway flares. Set the fires. Get the f out. Uh, some cafes, some art galleries have already closed up. Uh, I, there was a. This is so uniquely hipster. There was a. There was a bicycle real estate tour. So there were people taking a tour of Boyle Heights on their mountain bikes or whatever, and um, looking at houses for sale. And it was intimidated into cancellation. And I, I mean, I don't know what Eric Garcetti thinks civility looks like in Los Angeles, but this is terrorism, if, if you're wondering. what that Intimidation like this, preventing people from coming into a neighborhood and spending money, making it better, this is terrorism. I mean, people in these neighborhoods, if, if you're in Boyle Heights and somebody wants to pay, me, pay you $600,000 for your house that was featured in Training Day, uh, you wanna you wanna tell these guys to, to calm it down a bit because you'll want that money. But this is going on in Los Angeles. These are people who cannot do math, who don't understand how this works. We'll be back. Uh, Dr. Wendy will be here at one thirty. We'll talk to a Department of Justice spokesperson right after this on the Gary and Shannon Show, KFI AM six forty. More stimulating talk. Home where families connect and memories are made. Find your new home with PenFed, a mortgage partner who brings confidence and value to your home buying experience. They offer low rates and no lender fees, and can even help you find a real estate agent through their trusted partners. Let PenFed bring you home. Visit PenFed.org/home or call one eight hundred nine. 970-7766. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. 